Well, Mike Giardi from <laughs> NFL Network, barking. he joins us <laughs> on the number one hotline right now. We're barking. That means Mike Giardi's with us. So, Mike, I got to ask you, do you have any further knowledge? We haven't checked in yet on Twitter or anything about what started this scuffle between David Andrews and Christian Barmore at training camp today. No, we didn't get any revelations into what happened, Mego. I would say that one thing is, you know, Barmore has been a disruptor all of camp. And you have to wonder at times because they seem to be varying the tempo here. Are we going 100? Are we going 80? Are we like, and I wonder if maybe David said, you know what? We're not supposed to be going as hard as you're going, and I've had about enough of it. So here, take that. Mm. Yeah, I like it. I like the angle of the fact that Barmore is just kicking everybody's butt and like, and it's like the frustration <laughs> is mounting. I feel like that's more the truth because as a defensive line, offensive line, you know when it's real and when it's not real, right? I mean, you know when it's thud and you know when it's serious. Everybody's taking notes about this physical like competition that we're about to get into, right? For sure. And, and I would say, too, you know, David spoke up after practice yesterday to his team, you know, to the offense. And it was such a stark contrast because you had the offense all together with David in the middle and the heads are down and it's quiet. And then literally right next to him is the defensive huddle. I'm talking about the entire defense. And they're yucking it up like having the greatest time ever. And then, you know, David comes over and talks to us and, you know, didn't want to be there, was, you know, respectful, but, like, he didn't want to have to talk about the fact that they just got their butt kicked again. Um, And I think that was a clear message. Like, we're getting worked, and we've been getting worked, and this isn't good enough. Um, I asked Brian Hoyer sort of about the whole thing that was going on, and he just said, like, look, look, you're – you're." There's no way you can come in after a practice like yesterday and feel good about yourself. And you have to look at your teammate in the eye and say, it's not going to be like this again. We have to go look at the tape and we have to get better. And at least today, Christian, it looked more like an offense um, that had a clue versus what it's looked like the last 10 days where it's been disjointed and at times just awful. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you, Mike. Did, is that something where, does that mean they're starting to figure it out or were things dialed back? You know, that they change some things, maybe go back to some old ways. I mean, I thought we saw some of the zone, you know, the inside and the outside zone stuff that they've been trying to work on. I think we saw some of those things hit today. Um, but it's, I mean, it's hard to know. Like, so it's been 10 days of not good offense. I mean, legitimately not good offense. And now you have one day where you look confident. Are they getting it? I mean, that's got to be your hope, right, is that they're starting to build some confidence. But I think it's going to take a hell of a lot more than just one day to feel good about the changes that they've made and the direction they're headed in. All right, so here, here's the question. I mean, you had year two quarterback. Everyone's talking about, ah, better understanding of the system, all this stuff. Year two free agents, better understanding the system. Why change? It's a great question, um, and I don't really have a good answer. I, I, I've tended to lean towards the fact that this offense isn't easy. The offense that they've run for all these years isn't easy to coach, although, you know, Christian, I know, fights back on some of the playbook stuff. But – you know, like when we initially heard of the changes, you know, what were the words they were using? Well, the verbiage, because, you know, they, they just basically kept tacking stuff on when Brady was the quarterback and it just got lengthy and that eliminates or that creates more time in the huddle, which then creates more time where you're standing over the line of scrimmage trying to figure out how many different of the option routes do I have to run here? If he does this, do I do that? And so that's where I kind of was. Well, if they just tighten things up a little bit, they're getting out there, they're able to look at the defense a little longer, and the receivers have less choices to make. You know, instead of eight options, you have four or five. And, yeah, you should be able to play faster. But I just wonder if they looked at the depth of that playbook and how long it had gone on and said, 
these two guys that were kind of putting it the head of the offense here, I don't know that they can teach it the way it's been taught. You know, and again, I don't have full confirmation on that. I mean, the people have said that's definitely it, and there are people that pushed back and said, no, Bills wanted to go this way for a long time, and this was, you know, the opportunity with Josh leaving to do it. Um, you know, I haven't, got a, I haven't got a great answer either way on that. Uh, we're talking to Mike Giardi from NFL Network on the Harbor One Hotline. So we've been hearing a lot. We heard from Mac today about, I know you were down there, about uh, the struggles with communication. You talk about verbiage there. We're a couple weeks into training camp now. I think there's been, what, five or six practices with pads on. When we talk about what's happening with this offense and the struggle that they're having implementing this new offense, how worried should Patriots fans be by where the offense is in their performance so far in this uh, whole process? I don't think you can feel good about where they're at, but I would say if you're still in this place next week after the joint practices with Carolina and it still looks like this, then maybe it's, you know, if you're, if you're, everything's fine, Bill and Bill, we trust it's all going to work out. Then maybe that's the point where you say, huh, what are we doing here? And why to, you know, the previous point about like, why in, in, after a good, solid year one with your rookie quarterback, why are we making all these changes? Why does that make any sense? I think then maybe, you know, after that next week, if it's like this, you say, ah, this might be time to pull the plug on this and go back to what you did before or some form of what you did before. I don't know. I mean, Bill even talked about it yesterday a little bit about like, yeah, look, you have to weigh everything. You know, when, when is the time to – keep pushing forward with something if it's working. And he was just talking in generalities. And when's the time to say, you know what, this isn't productive. Let's get the hell away from it. And I'm, so, you know, I don't know when that line is, but for me, that line would be, if it still looks bad after next week, after joint practices with Carolina, that's maybe I would think to myself, I don't know that we should keep going in this direction. All right. So we're talking to uh, Mike Giardi, NFL football expert from the NFL network. How about that intro? <laughs> so wait, so tell me real beautiful. quickly though, before I ask you the question, where, what other teams have you seen? I've seen the Bills a couple times, I've seen the Giants, and I've seen the Ravens. Okay, so you've seen uh, three different teams, and obviously you've been around locally here with the Pats. So where would you kind of – where would the uh, – in comparison uh, to those other teams, where do the Pats kind of land? They, of the teams I've seen, they would be a distant third. And I would say the the reason they would be above the Giants – I don't think the Giants going to be very good, let's just be frank – uh, the reason they're above the Giants, though, is because I think their de- the Patriots' defense has at least looked good here in 11 days, and I-, I don't know if they are good. I think I had more questions coming into the season about the personnel and the defense than I did in the offense, and obviously here in these first two weeks it's you know it's been unfounded at least because maybe of the competition they're playing and what they're trying to do on offense. Okay, um, so you're even you're, then you're, like I would, but, but I, even well, then you're, you're raking a team this, like though. the Giants, like the Giants who suck, and they got a brand new coach and a quarterback they may not even know is yeah. worth anything. They may have wasted that trip, that that pick, and you're comparing it to two perennial, like you know, consistent playoff teams and the and the Bills and the Ravens, which I think most Patriot fans think that okay, they're part of that group. What I'm hearing is that uh-uh, that's a distant third, and only because it's, we're comparing them to the Giants. Is that true? Yeah, I think that's fair for now. I mean, I, I'll say this. The one thing that if I'm a uh, Ravens fan that would worry me is they don't have a lot of depth, especially up front on the defensive side. So, you know, one of those pieces goes, uh, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what lever they can pull there. And it's a new defensive coordinator. You know, Wink is with with Dable and, and with the Giants, and it's Mike McDonald who was 
kind of grew up in their system, but was the D.C. at, at Michigan under the other Harbaugh. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see how that plays. But, yeah, from a talent perspective, I think there's a gap. And, yeah. and certainly there's a, there's a much bigger gap with the team atop the AFC East and the Bills. I just – they're – that that roster is stacked, dude. I mean, like, it's like that they're they're gonna you know how we used to for all those years you'd be like I don't know how they're gonna cut this guy like they've got all these hard decisions to make at the bottom of the roster. That's the Bills right now. There are five or six guys that they're gonna cut that they're gonna they're gonna end up somewhere else and they're gonna end up doing something somewhere else because of Mike, the talent have, they have there. They're just not good yeah. enough to beat those guys out. Mike, you had some interesting tweets over the weekend talking about Mac Jones and how he looked comparing him to his rookie year. He's holding on to the ball more. I think maybe you talked to Andy Hart over the weekend, and, and I think the name, a lot of Tim Tebow-type plays, which makes a lot of people nervous. Um, I'm yeah. guessing he looked well, a little I mean, bit better today, but you tell me what yeah. you've seen from him. Yeah, I mean, look, there's no – I mean, obviously there's no comparison. I mean, Mac can actually throw the football, and, and Tim couldn't. But the point being sort of what I was trying to hammer home is there's been a lot of plays here in camp where he's had to tuck in and run. And there is no, uh, you know, when you're doing seven on seven and you're tucking in and running, Ooh. like, I mean, that's just not supposed to happen. And that's what Tebow would do here. Uh, and I would say I've seen more of that or just eating the ball and taking the sack uh, in 11 on 11s than at any point last year. If you add up all the training camp practices last year, all the time we got to watch all the practices, like he's already exceeded the number of times he's had to either eat it or, or run. And I think that's, again, sort of telling about where the offense is in their progression. I don't think he looks very comfortable. He looked more, like I said, he looked more comfortable today. The ball came out with a little bit uh, more decisiveness. It was a little quicker. But I think in general, he's not necessarily either seeing it the way they want it seen or it's not happening in front of him the way it's supposed to happen. And therefore, whether it's the offensive line or guys separating, guys aren't getting open. And it's like, okay, well. I'll just tuck it and run, or okay, I'll just eat it again, you know, like, and mm-hmm. we'll do the next play, you know? I mean, he, there's been more frustration with him from a team standpoint this year, I think, too, like throwing the arms out. Like, he would yell at himself last year when he threw an interception, you know, like he'd smack his, himself in the leg. That was his thing last year. He'd bait, beat on his leg after a bad play. There's been a lot of, like, throwing his arms up, like, what the hell's happening? And, again, it just, I think, speaks to the the frustration level and, um, to kind of circle it back to Hoyer again, because we talked to him today, he said, like, you know, when do you know when to approach Mac and when not? And he's like, well, I kind of treat him like one of my kids. You know, sometimes. Oh, I'm you sure put, he loves that. Well, sometimes you put, <laughs> no, but I mean, sometimes, it, the, the analogy was a good one. Sometimes you put your arm around your kid and you talk him through what went wrong. And then sometimes you just say, Spank him. figure it out. You'll just let, yeah, you'll just, <laughs> you'll just let him figure it out. So he said, like, I've been around Mac long enough to know when I have to go to him and be like, dude. You know, take a deep breath, or when I have to just say, he's got this, he'll figure it out. Why don't they just hire Hoyer as the uh, the official quarterback coach and just be done with it already? <laughs> just, just I mean, it's, I feel like that's on its way anyways. What are we doing here? Just like, like did Joe Judge really going to be the guy? How, how about um, we, we transition into Brian Hoyer as the offensive coordinator? Okay. Oh. I mean, no, no, he, but he'll never get the title, he, though, because titles aren't important. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. We scoff at titles down there, but no, I, look, I, I just, he's been in a bunch of different systems. He's been in the Shanahan system, which is part of what we're, you're seeing incorporated here. Like he, he's played at a lot of places and he's been in a lot of different situations. So, I mean, I don't know if that's something he wants to do, but I mean, he's a clearly a valuable resource for, for, for Mac, especially with all that's going on around him right now. 
Mm. Mike Giardi, he has wonderful coverage, as you heard there, from a couple different training camps and where he sees the Patriots lined up. Not the rosiest picture, but maybe a little bit better down there hope. today. I think he just gave us hope. Uh, Mike Giardi from NFL Network. Thank you so much for joining us, Mike. I am a giver of hope. That's what I am, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah, Later. Always thought that about you. Yeah.